<laughs> I'm looking forward to the Christmas edition of this with some kind of backdrop. Christmas tree. Maybe Christmas tree. Lights, for sure. Yeah. Well, the goal is to get rid of all that stuff. This is the problem. <laughs> good morning, first of all. Morning. I already told you good morning, but <clears throat> I'm saying it now for posterity. Also, I love you. Same, man. I love you, too. Good. So the goal, the problem is, like, all the stuff in this shop, that wood included, is, like, you, you know, useful stuff. And extremely valuable right now. Oh, that's a lot of money over yeah. there in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, so I need to move it, but I, I don't have anywhere to put it. Yeah. No. And, like, the, I cleared out a ton of stuff in this garage, like eight months ago and it's slowly starting to like this this walk this walk to the door was clear it was awesome and then I was like I found that dresser on the side of the road and it was it looked terrible you can't really see it now even but it looked terrible and I rebuilt the bottom of it and I painted it and I built yes. a top for it and now it's just sitting there doing nothing I found those speakers on the side of the road so is the goal to sell it yeah something there we go. I don't know. Love it. There's also a dead bird carcass uh, over there. Henry, where you at? That's what, he's right here. He was trying to roll in it. Did you see him, like, trying to roll his back on it? <laughs> Dogs do that with carcasses and poo. What? Yeah, you never seen this? No. Dude, you lived on a farm. You never yeah, saw Yeah, my that? dog never did that. Well, she must be civilized. What's her name? My dogs, currently... Going alive, Malka. Malka. Ginger, Abby. Man, if they, they killed something, they Brought walked it. around with it. Pride. Yeah. <laughs> Nose up, tail out, wagging that bad Larry. Yeah, well, Henry doesn't really kill anything. <laughs> but he will find things that have died and... And claim them. And roll them. Roll them. Yeah, he gets it all yeah. over. Yeah. You're like, I will wear this on my fur. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah, that bird got trapped in here. I didn't realize what it was. I, it, it was like over a weekend that we were gone. Mm. And uh, now it just looks like a, a leaf or something now. Um, but I was in here afterwards, and I was like... Because sometimes Marie will take the trash. Like, she'll bundle up the trash from the, yeah. from the kitchen and just set it in here. Because... Well, duh. Jesus... A working mom. She's, she's in a rational. No. Uh, no, yeah, that's perfectly fine. But it smells. Like, if, if, if yeah. I didn't, if I don't realize but, that she doesn't. But obviously, you know, hey, trash day's today. I need to take my trash out. I need to take out. trash out. Marie's trying to tell me something. Yeah. Yeah. But she hadn't done that, and I came out here and I smelled that stench. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? So you came in here and you're looking for the trash. Where yeah, is it? Right. I was. <laughs> hey, Waldo, can you help me out? Yeah. And it was a dead bird. Right there. Shucks. Yeah. How long do you think it'll live there? Um, As a carcass. Well, yeah. It's definitely not living there. <laughs> not living anywhere. Until I get my blower and blow the garage out again. Mm. So I'm going to get a night. Nice. I don't know. Nice. I found that quote mm. that I w was trying to quote to you. That quote I was trying to quote yesterday. This is from um, Justice Anthony Kennedy in his uh, concurrence in KCV Planned Parenthood. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Planned Parenthood. At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. How does that strike you? Oh, well. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when you said... Well, I, I uh, admire you because I have not uh, looked into that even, so it's the fact that you have... So, like, yeah, yesterday you were talking about how... Was it justice that we were talking about? I don't know. That remember. they... You said they have a definition. They know what justice means. Well... Do you think that guy knows what liberty means? That's what he says liberty is. At the heart of liberty... I'm going to read it one more time. 
That's so bad. At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. You think that guy has a yeah, good definition of liberty? You think he knows what liberty means? <laughs> yeah, so the problem with that is, like, then everyone can define their own... Correct, yes. ...definition of liberty. That's the problem which, with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's not... Liberty is, um... It's not grounded in anything. Yeah, it's completely unmoored. It's just this floating ethereal thing. Yeah. It doesn't actually mean anything at that point. What would John Locke say about that? That's a good question. He wouldn't say that. No. No. Definitely. If you read that book, if you finish that book... Oh, which I will. Yeah, A Free People's Suicide. Um, it's funny, because I was just writing about this uh, two nights ago. So it's all fresh in my mind. Yeah, but, good, good. Yeah. Uh, Oz Guinness talks about the fact that liberty is not the ability to do whatever you want. It's the freedom to do what you ought. But then the trouble, obviously, is you have to define the ought. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm not going to go with a definition of that from <laughs> Anthony Kennedy either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not, not good. Have you ever read... Uh... Benjamin Franklin's Poor Richard's Almanac. Uh, some of it. There's some really good pieces out of there. I should get a copy of that for myself. Yeah. Yeah, those guys could probably define liberty. Indeed. Yeah. Did you ever read... Um, oh, now I'm going to make a fool of myself. Uh, Frederick Douglass's um, autobiography? I have not. It's not very long. Okay. And it will knock you on your hind end. Really? It's so good. It is so good. Yeah. He talks about, like, realizing that there's more. What do you need? A piece of paper. Oh, I have oh. my notebook here. I can get you a piece of paper. No. He talks about, um,. Like, coming to realize that he has the ability to, uh, to fight the powers that be, that are, that are, um, uh, restraining his freedoms. And, like, there's a famous, like, that, at that point yeah, of realization, right. when he says, and so I resolved to fight. And it's wow. like, oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. It's great. He talks about, like, learning to read and write as a kid like learning from other kids you know small words and letters here and there and like realizing the freedom that like even if you're enslaved the freedom that is like being able to read and think for yourself wow. yeah it's so good it's really powerful it is really powerful and freeing yeah Yeah, and it and it takes away any excuse for self-loathing or or loathing other people. I don't know. Like, I guess my thought is that like or laziness. Yeah. Like, yes, it's so easy for me to be like, I don't know, just complacent about yeah about <clears throat> growth. It's so easy to lose the growth mindset. <laughs> <laughs> That growth mindset. <clears throat> but thanks, like thanks, Carol. <laughs> Carol? Carol Dweck. <laughs> oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your uh your girl up in My girl. Uh, up in the soap. <laughs> She's probably listening. Oh sure. Carol, keep it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's easy to get like complacent. But then when you have a former slave writing about the fact that true freedom is thought and reading and writing it's like okay stop watching netflix <laughs> stop binging you have a whole entire bookshelf full of yeah. books that you should read just get one of those down and help give your help yourself out a little bit yeah yeah which i don't do i mean sometimes i do but. <clears throat> so going back to 
what you ought. Yeah. What uh, are some things that you think you ought? Uh, I think you ought to love justice, mm. seek mercy, and walk humbly with your God. That's what I think you ought. I mean, in a lot of, like, you can obviously define the ought in any individual circumstance. But broadly speaking, like, seek to obey God. This is why, I mean, so, I don't know, what, what do you think about ought before I go off on No, that? I think that's great, yeah. I think there's a lot of, my good friend Willie says, the knowing-doing gap, yeah. and that's what paralyzes a lot of people, is... They fall into that gap. Like, define that. They know generally what they need, what they ought to do. Sure. But they fail to do that right. thing. And that's the knowing doing gap. Does he? Does your buddy Willie, who's also listening, um, have a remedy to close that gap? Yeah, I think uh, part of it's like self-discipline. Yeah, it's probably most of it. Extreme ownership, my good friend Jocko says. Your buddy? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I hate that guy because he's a SEAL and he's writing <laughs> books and stuff. And SEALs should be... <clears throat> That's a joke. I don't actually hate that guy. <laughs> that guy's awesome. I'm just you hating try on to the, carry that I'm one. hating on the haters. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um... Well, I was going to say something. About what you ought. Yeah. I lost it. Probably, back. probably was important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think people don't define the ought, though. So this is the other part of that book and the other thing that I was writing about the other day. Is the differences between negative and positive freedom. Mm. And, like, there's a balance that we need to have between the two. Negative freedom being freedom from... And positive freedom being freedom for. Yeah. And. Like, you know, they're, they're both essential and they also can't exist without, one can't exist without the other. And when you have, I mean, I think we, like most people can't even define freedom here in this, in our current, like, yeah. spheres. A lot of people don't have a meaning any meaningful definition of freedom or liberty at all so that's a problem but if pressed to think about a little bit I think most people would say freedom is freedom from oppression <laughs> or like you know liberty is freedom from oppression yeah <clears throat> but again they wouldn't I, I think I think most people don't consider the idea of liberty being freedom to do what you ought freedom for something freedom to serve freedom mm -hmm. to to freedom unto good works. Yeah, freedom to fight for the people who don't have a means to fight for themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. And then, yeah, so I think defining the ought ends up actually being probably the whole game. Yeah. Um, of having a meaningful, not just definition in your mind of freedom, but like a meaningful definition of freedom as played out in the real world with people mm -hmm. like you have to know what you're supposed to be doing and uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say double mastectomies for 15 year old girls who think they're dudes is not it <laughs> that's the limb you choose to go out on <laughs> yeah it's one of them <laughs> I'll go out on that limb <laughs> yeah. yeah just because the sexual revolution is you know obviously in full force and dictates a lot of policy and culture, and no one th stops to define. Yeah. Well, not no one. Very few. I mean, yeah, the, the the groups that have institutional power don't stop to um, define the ought. Maybe they think they do, but yeah, it's a bad definition. <laughs> this is what I was gonna say. So I was listening to. I've been listening to a bunch of um, Bonson, which I. I think I've talked to you about. Uh, I think his name is Greg. Greg Bonson. He's dead now. Um, 
But he, uh, there's a ton of recorded lectures of his. The audio is terrible because it was in like the 60s. <laughs> Maybe later than that. Probably not as bad as our first episode together. No, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. What was our first episode together? It was with uh, Uncle Nicky. Uncle Nicky. Oh, with the Jets. Doing yeah. The flybys. <laughs> Good grief. The sounds of freedom. The sounds, that's right. <laughs> um, no, but I've, listened, I've been listening to a series of lectures that he gave back in the day on theonomy, um, which I think he would argue, and I think I've been persuaded that theonomy is the opposite of autonomy. And uh, so, like, in terms of a civil society, theonomy would play out in adopting the law of God as the law of the, the, the society writ large. And I didn't used to think that way. Like, I used to think, I used to be more libertarian but I think more and more, I think that's a silly framework now. But anyway, so what's causing you to? Well, this that? whole this whole thought about like what ought we do? If you have like, if you're going to define that as seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God, you have to define those things. You have to define justice and mercy. Um. And I think the only meaningful, the only meaningful definition for all of these things, like, a good definition of justice, or you could even say, just conduct is only just insofar as it lines up with the justice defined by and shown by God. So, like, our only meaningful definition of these things of justice and mercy and love and uh, you know uh, uh, reality are only good definitions insofar as they reflect what's been given to us in scripture mm-hmm. so are, are, like why should our laws be any different why right. should I why should I want our laws to say anything besides what God said his law is. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. But I haven't, I don't know. I haven't like thought through those things fully. Well, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> like how do you think through something fully? But Maybe we can ask our justice. What's that? Maybe yeah, we'll ask, <laughs> ask Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. I think I wrote another quote down. I was going to Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no? It'll go deep into the weeds a different direction. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. Indeed. It was heavy. It's I've been thinking about this heavy. stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Someone needs to. I think a lot of people are. Just maybe more people need to. Yeah. So what do you think the chances of the Vikings winning the 2010 uh, <laughs> season are? Uh, extremely low. Extremely low. That's tough, man. Yeah. How with uh, gaming on right now? I'm still in like week nine. Okay. That's. That's so long. Yeah. It's taken a long time to work through. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, no, yeah, yesterday, a few days ago, I um. I was like, I'm just going to skip ahead to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Get to some real action. <laughs> yeah, and I started to, like, skip through the, the list of videos. And then I felt like I was cheating. Yeah. So I went back. So I, I'm watching. Right now it's a game between the, uh, let's see, the Broncos and the 49ers. Is that right? That's just really time-consuming. Yeah, but, like... I don't know. 
Is that what you ought to be doing right now? <laughs> well played. <laughs> I don't know. What else? Well, you could be reading Oz Guinness. I could be reading Oz Guinness, yeah. I have a couple books of his on my shelf I could read. But it's fun. I don't know. I sat down with everybody the other day. Marie was feeding June and Millie was throwing a fit, so I put her to bed early. Yeah. And Eva and I sat and watched footballs explaining to her <laughs> what a first down is. Yeah. She doesn't know it's old. She doesn't know it's 2010 football and not... Like, what yeah, is she? Yeah, she is, yeah. She's having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> is she? She, she enjoys she it. She was enjoying it, yeah. yeah. She... She finally realized, uh, I hadn't even thought about this, but like she has no idea what's going on. And she she asked a question about like, why is that man on the ground or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I should have explained at least a general idea yeah. of what's going on. Like you're just watching a bunch of huge dudes clobber each other. So I explained to her like, both of those team want teams want to get that ball to the other. You see that yellow fork looking thing? <laughs> they want to get that ball all the way down there. You see that yellow line on the field? They have to get past that, and then that yellow line moves. Yeah. So then she like she was actually watching with me. That's awesome. It was great. We were eating potato chips. Yes. And watching 2010 NFL. That's great. I it was, wonder. It's a great time. Ten years from now, do you see Ava playing any competitive sports? I hope so. I would love to get her into BJJ. I don't know if that's gonna happen because I think it's kind of expensive, probably. Mm-hmm. But I wish I had done that when I was. You asked me yesterday if yeah. I regretted not having played. Hey, get away from that, dude. You gotta hold your finger up like that. Did he sit? No, he's just looking. This is why he's called Henry Standing Bear. <laughs> That's so great. Because he just he just stands there and looks at you. <laughs> sit. Just just call. Yeah, there you go. Lie down. Good boy. Lie down. Oh, he scared himself. Anyway, I'm gonna have to edit all that out. Henry's causing a ruckus <laughs> with his clickety clacky paws. Henry, come in your post. Stop clacking. Clicky, clack, yeah. clack, clack. Henry. Make your post. Good. Lie down. Good. Anyway, you asked me if I regretted not having played football. Yeah. I don't regret that necessarily. Oh, because we talked about band and stuff. Yeah. Because I was in band instead, and I think that was a great experience. But I do, I do wish that I had done some kind of combat sport. Yeah. Which I guess football is to some extent. But. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great values that you can take away from a team sport like that. Sure. That you don't get from individual individual competition. competitions. You know, I, to some extent, especially in, in band, there's a team aspect of that, right? Like, you can't just play whenever you want to. 100%. Like, you're playing for oh, some, yeah. something bigger. Well, and, like, not just the music, but in marching band. Oh, especially. Like, you're doing formations yeah. yep. and all that. <laughs> Yeah, which is extremely, I don't know, I love watching like, yeah, it's so fun. University of Minnesota marching band play during the middle of the games. Yeah, we had a huge band, too. And so, like, we did legit, our director was so good. I think he, uh, I think he got fired for sexual misconduct <laughs> with a student. Why? Why does that have to do with the know, Achilles dude. heel? Seriously, he was such a good director. <clears throat> for everyone listening, it's not that hard to not be a dirtbag. Yeah, just, just, just don't do it. Don't text. Just do what you ought. Yeah, not what you no want. No questions asked. Yeah. Right. Don't do it. Don't do whatever you want. Do what you ought. It does not include wow. sexting, uh, you know, Students, seven, seventeen like, years people who have power over. Right, yeah, like, not good. We're dude. not doing that. Don't do we're that. We're doing what we ought. Right. Cool it, friendo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was a great director, and a phenomenal musician. Like he wrote a lot of uh, music and stuff. And he would do these great uh, marching band um, 
performances. Like he would write the formations and stuff. Yeah. I think. Did he make the? I don't know if actually if he did make the formations. Maybe that was like some thing you pay for online. I don't know. Uh, but the point is, it was great. We had this huge yeah. band. We were doing awesome, like awesome performances. So there's definitely a team aspect. Yeah, right. Definitely a team aspect there that I. Yeah, I think the good thing about competitive sports is. There's a aspect of what winning looks like. So if you like perform perfectly, yeah, you say like that's winning. Right? But there's also sure. a competition for band, so maybe not band, but for marching uh, or I don't know, throwing throwing rifles. Like I was on the drill team in college, and we had like drill competitions. But even then, like no no team's perfect. You're just like you make the least amount of mistakes and. Yes. You get ranked first, where it's like football, like you're also making a lot of mistakes, but but you get the ball to the end of the field. Yeah, and you, and you win, right? right? Like you beat the other team. Um, yeah, I mean it's yeah. There's definitely so I did play um, ultimate frisbee a lot. Okay. In high school, yeah. like our senior year, it wasn't like a sanctioned. It wasn't a school, a school sport. Did you guys have referees, or was it just... No, it was just pickup games yeah. with friends. But, like, there were a few different schools... Oh, wow. That, like... That, like, we knew... Like, like people... <laughs> friends of ours knew each, knew people from other schools. Okay. And so, like, we would meet, like, twice a week yeah. after, after school. And, you know, we had... At one point, we had probably, like, 20 or 25 people, which isn't a ton, like, in terms of... Uh, like I said, a sanctioned, like a school sanctioned sport or something. Yeah. That's not that many people, but you know, to you could do pretty good pickup games or like small tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I really enjoyed, like you're talking about the team, the team effort of, of yeah, winning a game. Absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, just like planning out, planning a play. And then just whipping that thing down the field and just watching it sail and watching your guy that you had planned would run to the right spot just and snag it out of yeah. the air. Oh, such a good feeling. So good. So good. So what's the best team you've ever been on? <clears throat> the best team? Like, yeah. like broadly speaking? Or yeah. sports in general? Well, whatever. Well, I think like... We my wife. Use team. Me and my oh, wife. Oh, yeah. That's actually great. Best team. Yeah. Can I, can I juke Please. it? Sure. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to do that, because that's lame. It's like, I mean, that's cheating. That's silly. I I don't like that. I mean, it's true, we are a team, but like, yeah. I just, it just sounds, it's so cheap. <laughs> we're, my wife and I All are right, a so team. Alright, so what makes we're you guys a, a good team, David? We're a team. <laughs> what, my, me and my wife? Yeah. We both love Jesus. Okay. Um... Which means our ultimate goals are the same. Yeah. Our goals for our children are the same. Ultimately. I mean, we go about them in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Very different ways. Sometimes you don't put the trash in your I don't put... Yeah, sometimes <laughs> maybe just keep the trash to yourself. No. Um, the best team I've ever been on. That's a good... I mean, I don't know. It's hard to... It's hard to pick one... If we're going, if we're counting any group as a team, which I guess well, you no, guys, we're not counting any group as a team. That's that's the except there's a difference okay. between groups and teams. Define your yeah, help me out. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't I don't think I need to tell you, right? So a group that's just like well, I mean, but a group of people a, all dedicated to achieve a certain collective exactly, goal. and that's the thing, right? That's what yeah. separates a group from a team. But so like I'm thinking about their, their desired end state is we're working towards something, whereas a group of people, I could say. You know, random people on the we street. We always like, happen to be at the cafeteria. Just, exactly, that is not a, team. not a team. Not a team. Got you. Okay. Correct. Thank okay. You. I yeah. I didn't mean I didn't mean to be so broad. In <laughs> I apologize. One of my heartstrings here. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. A my favorite team. The thing is, so like, we we did a lot of singing, too. Oh yes. And like, four or five. People singing tight harmonies is like a great experience. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
So that might be up there. Yeah, which is great because that's something you can work towards and perform with. Oh yeah. So there's a outcome. there's a piece called Holy Lord, and it's five part harmony, which is like usually things are three or four part. So five part is you're starting to just smash these notes right yeah. in, to wedge these notes right in where they're a little bit uh, not as intuitive. It's beautiful. Anyway, so the text of the whole song is just Holy Lord over and over and over again. But it's this sonorous, like beautiful, swelling harmonies. And uh, yeah, singing that with, we, we would sing it with family. And uh, like at my sister's wedding, she got married in this old, old church. Um, a small wooden, yes, like echo, a little bit echoey. And while she and her husband took communion, the family, me and my dad and Marie and my mom and my aunts and uncles, all stood and sang this beautiful piece of music. So what did you sing? We sang Holy Lord. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, gosh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. One so maybe, f- maybe that's my favorite team. Yeah, that's great. One of my friends at his wedding, his mom sang Ave Maria. Oh, yeah. The balcony above the church. Oof. Well, I think it's maybe while they were taking communion. And wow, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, she had a beautiful voice. Man. It's enough to make you cry, man. Way to go, Eddie, that you crushed that. <laughs> Good job, Eddie. Beautiful wedding. Um, What's Eddie's mom's name? I don't remember. Ethan. <laughs> Come on. She's listening, and you're insulting. Mrs. Bardella, I'm sorry. There you go. There you go. <laughs> What's your favorite team you've been on? There's a lot. Um, one of my most memorable teams was my basketball team, 2010-2011 season. Okay. Everyone in Upsa is going to hate me for saying this. Everyone outside of Upsa, even more, is going to hate me because I was telling them about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about it yeah. again. Um, we had five seniors, my, well, six seniors on our team. And a small school, which, like, that's just awesome to have because we'd played from, with each other, like, for yeah six years at that point, right? Like, so we just knew each other, like, very well, um, which helps build that. Nonverbal communication, yeah. which is very helpful and beneficial important. on a basketball court. Yeah, because um, there's a lot of verbal communication, but if you just instinctively, I know what you're going to do before you do it. Like, sure, that's great. Um, and I had some really great um, players that I looked up to in high school, um, which re- helped build us as as players, not just physically in a sport of basketball but mentally um, in the game of life yeah um, so I th- winning right I think like that's important in a team to, to win but that's not everything that doesn't necessarily make no, a great not. team yeah certainly not my coach always said that the road to success is always under construction sounds that, like something a coach would say yeah that's yeah. important to know because like you're value or worth as a team isn't defined by a single game or a championship. You know, you look at Coach K, someone who has developed success over a long period of time, um, constantly improving. He's one person who is really... Is this a coach in Upsla? No, Coach K is uh, in Duke basketball. Just, oh. just retired this past year. Okay, sorry, I'm completely ignorant of sports. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's someone who takes in a, a new team every year, most, mostly because you know, the kids that he's recruiting to play basketball are so good they'll play with him as freshmen and then a lot of times go to oh, the wow. NBA afterwards. Oof. So he's he's creating this new team every year as opposed to like if you just get get freshmen every year then you can build them for three three years and then you yeah. know, as seniors really just cultivate a, a lot stronger. But he's, he's done a great job is to, to build a team and so there's a model of team, teamwork or phases that a team goes through, forming, storming, norming, performing, and then lastly, adjourning, which most teams miss that, that adjourning part. They 
just go from performing to like not. Um, what? It, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You got to do that again. Yeah. Forming, forming. Storming. Norming. Norming. Performing. Performing a journey. Yeah. What's the forming? Obviously, storming. Yes, yeah, so that's like all right. We're trying to like figure each other out. How do you work? How do I work? Like, there's some f- kind of friction trying to figure out, like. And then norming is the calming of that storm, yep. like getting, getting, uh, getting comfortable all the kinks with each other. Out, yeah. Yeah. And then performing. Obviously. Yeah, like what that's that? that's what we love. That's the best part of a team. Is that a bird? Do you hear that? Yeah, it sounds more like a, a fly, giant wasp fly. or something. I think it's a bird. Some great audio. Yeah, we'll cut this part out. What is that, Henry? All right. Um, sorry. Forming. Yeah. Storming. Norming. Performing. Performing. Obviously, adjourning. Adjourning. So, just getting like leaving with dignity, getting out. Yeah, I mean, no, having some kind of like closure, like, hey, this is what we did, and now, like, we're no more. Um, so. At. And that was a Coach K thing, or. Well, no, no, that's that's uh, that was someone's model of. So team. No, okay. no, it's like a, some ac- academia. Um, I don't remember his name. I want to say it starts with an S. That narrows it down. Yeah. yeah. So 2010 basketball. 2010 basketball, yeah. Like, we've been through this forming and norming stage for a long time, and, and even the performing stage for a long time. Um, and... One of our first early season games was against the previous state champions, Sabika. Mm. And they ended up spanking us that game. It was early December, mid-December game. We ended up losing by 15, I think. Um, They just have a very fast-paced game, very quick at transitions. Um, And then also, like, some great athletes. Uh, very similar team in terms of height. I'd say better shooters on higher verticals, faster. Um, but they didn't have the depth that we had. Mm. So the grade below me, we had one one player who was a junior, and then we had a very deep bench of sophomores that were very athletic, um, good performers. So when we ended up meeting them in a subsection championship game, we just outcycled them. Uh, at halftime, nice. we were down by 14. We actually started off in the game really slow. I think it at one point in the first like five minutes, we were down by 27. Oof, kid. 27 points. It's and we just started off super slow, like <laughs> on our heels. Uh, but then at, at halftime, we not got, you know, Took away half of that. We're down by 14. And our coach said, hey, we're just going to keep chipping away. Yeah. And so I think because we were down by so much at the beginning and the half point. Oh, like, yeah. You saw, there's still you like, saw the. There's still a big gap there. Like 14 points is no joke. Um, yeah, but if you came, if you. We already done that. From yeah, we already done it once. Like, right. do it again in the half. Heck yeah. Uh, so we got some of their best players in foul trouble. And last two minutes of the game, I think we were in like two or four points of them. And we hadn't had we hadn't been leading at all in the game. And uh, in the last ten seconds we were within two points of, and we gave the ball to Jacob Voss. Voss, baby. Vossy Voss. And he took it to the hoop and shot and missed. Got yeah. fouled though. Um, oh man. Actually no at this point it was, it was tied. It was sixty seven sixty seven. He shot two free throws, sank them both. If you wanted someone to shoot free throws when you're tied and you've never been up in the game, you want Voss. You want Voss on the free throw. Line. Okay. Yeah. Jake. Pick Jake. Yeah, he sunk those two bad Larrys. That's game. I mean, the the great thing was though, like this is the, like the part of like being in a team where you know everyone's strength and weaknesses. Like yeah, we'd all pick Jake to go shoot our free throws. Yeah. And we knew that like yeah, ice just flows through his veins. He's gonna make both of them. Like he only needed to make one, right? Because that sure. would put us up 68-67 with a couple seconds left on the clock. After he got fouled, there was like... Here's what's great about the gym. The game was in Long Prairie. and What's the town name? Long Prairie. Long Prairie. Which was... It was a somewhat in between 
Sabika and Uppsala. Um, but it was a, a neutral game because it's a sectional game. Yeah. Subsection championship. The gym was packed, like standing room only. And it was so loud at the end. My cousin and my uncle had driven from the cities to come watch the game. Two, a two-hour drive on a weeknight. They almost left at halftime because no. they're down by 14. They stayed. They stayed. Yes. Can you imagine if they had left? Dude, that'd be devastating. They would have regretted that for the rest Hard. of their life. Yeah. Yeah. They stayed and, um, yeah. Dude, so, what, so loud. What was the what was the reaction from the stands when when Jake the Iceman sunk those sunk that first? Uh, this was great. We got it on video, so I can not oh, just relive it in my head, but also show me. Yeah, um, the reaction was so great. The, Do you have it on your phone or something? Actually, yeah, I think it's. Well, let's let's have it. The audio is not good. That's okay. Um, but the emotion, the raw raw emotion, is. Yeah, so great. That's incredible. Um, yeah, the stands. It was, it was so loud that when the buzzer went off after he had made his free throws, no one or heard. no, after he had got fouled, you you couldn't hear the, yeah. the buzzer, and so they had to put time back on because the clock had ran out because they couldn't hear it when oh, the buzzer nice. went off. So they ended up putting I think like two point six or two point eight seconds left, and then they, well, which is it? Two point six, two point. I mean, really, at this point, it doesn't matter, right? Like they've got one chance to get Just the ball inbounded sh- and, it, yeah. and shoot it. Uh, but then if they make a three, like, then they, they're up by one, yeah. But either way, they didn't make it, and, and we won. And then, uh, yeah, our fans had stormed the court. Of course. Um, it was a, just a very surreal moment. And the reason that is is because the previous two seasons, we had lost in the playoffs to Sabika, oh. and they were the reigning state yeah, champions. Yeah, yeah. So they were ranked at this point number one to, to win the state championship. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. What kind of ranking had you guys been at? We hadn't because we had lost to him early in the season by like 15. We weren't even like close contenders. Wow. So so you we weren't were, even on the charts. No, we were the extreme underdogs. Like wow, No one dude. had picked us to win. Um, which is, Except yeah. for you guys. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I remember talking to people before the game. They're like, hey, so how do you think you're going to do against this Sabika? And I was like, we're well, I think we're going to win. Yeah. Like, No, we match up really well against them. We've got the height that they have. We've got the shooters that we have. And we've got the depth. That's what they don't have. they got some really great shooters like – I had two, at least two people on the team that could just easily dunk and sure. they just like lights out shoot. They give them the ball, hand in their face, they're gonna make it. But they didn't have a depth, so we got one of them follow show. Well, all right, great. Like yeah. your second string guys in now. What like our second string guys? Can they, they could have all yeah. started easily. Sure. Um, yeah, you take that away though. Uh, there was a sign that our parents had made. They said uh, the ones on top of the mountain did not fall here. The ones on top of the mountain did not fall here? Yeah. And, uh... What does that mean? Oh, that was us. We were on top of the mountain. Oh. We did not fall to the number one state champions. Yeah. That's incredible. Your mom, your parents held that sign at the game? That sign was so massive. It was Dude. probably like... It's probably like a 15-foot sign. So it had... What? Everyone's name on the team. And then they had spelled it out, like, with names. So it was like black with our names and then red was the lettering and that that's what it spelled out or I, I think that was one of them or Cardinals I don't remember wait they made an anagram with yeah with our names from the basketball what team. no not Parents an anagram an acrostic yeah yeah that one that's incredible yeah dude our, uh, your parents Mike and Jan I mean it, yeah it wasn't Mike and Jan so much I think the, the community that we had oh the parents uh, yeah, broadly I mean, yeah when you said our, our parents I thought you meant you specifically your parents parents of my team Oh, okay, here we go. Be ready for this I'm ready. little video. Yeah. Storm the court. Is the volume up? <laughs> this is great video. <laughs> oh! That's, a, that's beautiful, man. So that's game pretty that's much game. with, with the first game. shot. Yeah, he's working on the second one and yep. it's up and it's in. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, there we go. I wanted to see the storming of the court, but uh, whoever's holding the phone is jumping up so much. Yeah, you just can't see anything. 
Wow, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was it was a surreal moment. Um, because so many people like just expected us to lose. It was almost freeing in that aspect because like yeah. we don't have anything to lose here. Like we're just playing yeah. to have fun. Yeah, and we're down by four. And we're about fourteen <laughs> <laughs> at halftime. Yeah. yeah. So there's a it's completely manufactured reaction, but um, have you heard of of the uh, there's a school somewhere like a I don't know if it's a high school, I think it's high school. They do this silent basketball game every year. Oh no! <laughs> and um, when the when the team like n- no one's allowed to talk the entire beginning of the game until until the the home team scores ten points, I think. Okay. And on the tenth point, uh, it just erupts into into like, <laughs> and so it's kind of a manufactured reaction. But that's what I was imagining when you yeah. were talking about. Um, yeah, it was so so great. So we didn't, unfortunately, that season we didn't end up winning the state championship. But we went to the state tournament for the first time in school history, and it was just like so great to beat the team that had knocked us out of the playoffs the previous two seasons. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Like. Not having anything to lose and yeah. just showing up and and just doing your best and and winning and winning <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome it's a good feeling the road to success it's under construction yeah I think uh, a building team so our our coach actually won the coach of the year for the state of Minnesota that year um, and I I think it just goes into like you know being the underdog I think that's one thing that everyone can relate with being the underdog yeah. we've all been the underdog at some point in our life. Um, Some more than others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, falling and then rising and being triumphant is awesome. It is awesome. And we love when teams, individuals are able to rise out of that, whatever they're, they're in. Yeah, that's the other thing that I think is missed a lot is that you can't rise without having fallen. Yeah, yeah so one of the things I've learned recently is that like the path of success is nonlinear. So we think of success just being linear, right? Like crawling up yep. stairs, maybe plateauing at some points, but like no, it's always straight up. But that's not life. It's mm. not life at all. Uh, we see a lot of valleys deep valleys sure in our growth which often like those obstacles lead themselves to higher mountains are you saying the obstacle is the way yeah there's there's a lot to be gained from overcoming adversity absolutely that builds character and that's what I'm saying that's why I say like you can't rise without having fallen yeah like yeah, the times when you're lowest, or a lot of times, that's when you're motivated to not be so low. Yeah. And you wouldn't have that motivation without having been crushed or... Yeah. Or, you know. When I watch movies or when I'm reading a book and you're reading about or watching an individual who is failing and you're, you can see on their mind or read in their heart that like they just want to give up and you're like... You have you've got like the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. no, don't give up. Like you're so close. Right. Don't stop. And a lot of times in my life when I want to give up, I think about that, like Don't give up Ethan. Like God's advocating for you. You've got you got a lot that whatever. Um maybe you're almost there, you just don't know it. And life sucks some sometimes. Life does suck sometimes. And uh but embracing that and Having relentless forward progress. Relentless forward progress, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the idea that... I mean, that's why we believe in a sovereign God, because, well, first of all, without a belief in a sovereign God, like, how can you have any... How can you? It's like, (laughs) I just can't imagine... Like, there's no hope. There's no... Yeah. There's no... Like, I would just... You just want... You'd just kill yourself. Yeah. Don't anybody kill yourself. I'm not advocating for that. (laughs) I'm not advocating for that. Even if you don't believe in a sovereign (laughs) God, please don't do that. But it's just complete nihilism. Yeah, there's no meaning. No. Yeah. And there's no hope that even when life sucks, which it does a lot. It does. That there's a 
that there's a reason for that and a plan. There's a plan. And even if... Even if that plan sucks. Well, the plan is God's plan, so that definitely... But, but even if it does suck, right? I mean... Like, got, for your personal experience? You yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if it... Yeah. Like, even if that's the case, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, because ultimately it's for the glory of God Absolutely. and your ultimate good. And even, like... Yes. I started to say, even if that good isn't realized until you die and go to heaven. Yeah, it could be your last seconds on earth. Yeah, your, your, your entire life... Like, there are people, there are, there are believers whose entire life is defined by want and suffering and death. And they don't have any good thing except for a belief in a sovereign God. Yeah, but and that's enough. It's enough because, yeah, yeah eternity is a non-trivial fact. So, like, yeah... To spend, to have a short stay relatively on earth and suffer the entire time is a small price to pay for singing praises to Jesus for, for eternity. Indeed. Yeah. It's a big deal. Um, what, uh, last time you gave, you gave a, a great parting shot. Hmm. Do you remember what you said? I do. Yeah. You got anything else to say this time? You got another one? Lay another one on me. Do hard things. Find joy. Repeat. You heard it here, folks. Good morning. Good morning. Second he-ho.